Bibles to Matthew chapter 4. I'm going to start a mini-series. I say mini. It may only be a couple weeks. might go three, uh, but uh, it won't be uh, terribly long. Um, but I believe an important subject on uh, do sometimes. We preach on a lot on having peace and a lot on um, having victory and what God does, but there is an element um, also in that that we have to understand when Satan attacks and how Satan attacks, but also understand the difference of what God already gave us to have victory and what God does. Some of the, some of the there's some misunderstood um, teachings out there that, that have come across and especially recently and seen some articles and different things um, out there that that uh, you get this idea of course we're against biblically against all forms of Calvinism but a part of that that's crept in some other places is this idea that well we believe we have a free will to get saved but then somehow that God takes over and we like almost like we don't have a free will anymore. That's still Calvinism. That's still not Bible. Um, that does, but but there's some things in order to have victory in our life, whether it's victory uh, against Satan's attacks directly, or or um, having what we call victory in our Christian life, or getting over things. There's some things that we need to look at and understand that God already gave us victory in some areas and already gave us power and authority as a child of God that that sometimes, and I've not developed this thought fully, I, I, I believe it at least some extent, but I've heard some preachers saying it gives, in this regard that uh, I give some thought. There's things that sometimes we're expecting God to do for us that... God already gave us everything we need to do that for ourselves. Um, that uh, so uh, there's a difference of I used to hear saying, like you know, God won't do for us what we can do for ourselves. Well, that's a little bit misleading because um, God doesn't want it. God wants us to need Him. God wants us to call on Him. God wants us to look for His power. God wants us to bring our needs to Him. <clears throat> so that idea sometimes lends to, well, I'll just do everything I, sell, I, I can do, and if I can't figure it out anymore, if I fail, then, then I'll go to God. That's, that's not God's intention with that. But if we understand biblically the parts that God has given us, and know where we already have the power and strength and help and and uh, and and what we have from God, we just need to use that part that God gave us that we already have. And uh, so that's kind of where I want to go in this idea of victory. We do have to understand. Some people call the whole idea here uh, spiritual warfare, and I don't think that's wrong. But but sometimes people got different directions on how they go about it. But uh, so today, by introduction, that's why I want to call it a series, even if it's only a couple weeks, um, that I, I, I'm going to lay out today a little bit of teaching just who is Satan? What is our enemy and what's going on? Now, one of the problems with people 
diving into what they call spiritual warfare, is that they're not conscious, they're so centered on trying to find Satan everywhere, that uh, they're not doing what they need to do for God. And uh, God gave us power. But we do need to be aware that the enemy exists. Uh, we, we at least need to know he's out there and, and know that he wants to destroy us. And uh, so, so we have to at least need to know that much and have our guard up there. But the victory is in what God did. Uh, Matthew chapter 4, as uh, we're looking there. Uh, Matthew 4 and... Verse 1, Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterwards and hungered. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. And the devil taketh him up into the holy city, and setteth him on a pinnacle of the temple, and said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou shalt dash thy foot against the stone. Peter said unto him, It is written again, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Again the devil taketh him up into exceeding high mountain, and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world, and the glory of them, and said unto him, All these things will I give thee, if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Then saith Jesus unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. And the devil leaveth him, and behold, angels came and ministered unto him. And uh, so we have a couple things that we know here from this passage. Jesus personally, while he's on earth, encountered Satan trying to tempt him. So a couple things we get from this, this thought is, is uh, some of the names, and, and which has to do with character, but he's called the devil, he's called the tempter, and he's called Satan. And uh, Jesus went to the Bible, and Jesus answered said, it is written. So the answer is in the scripture. I want to take another note from here, and uh, I don't have the verse particular in my notes, but Satan is called the prince and power of the air. Satan does have authority in the earth. That's why when he took Jesus up and said, hey, if you worship me, I'll give you all these kingdoms. Satan does have that kind of power in That's why the world's so bad. When sin's in this world, and, and Satan's doing his thing and influencing people, that's why it's going to be so easy in Revelation when we get to the tribulation, we're raptured up, the church is gone, the, the influence. Um, I, I, I've not done a study on this, some things I'm working on my own on the, on the, on the background, uh, but uh, um, people talk about there's still a little bit of an influence or restrainer of when the church is gone, who's left preaching against sin? Who's left telling people what God says? Who's left telling people how to live for God? Who's left to encourage people in the things of God's Word and their victory and telling people how to be saved? When the church is raptured, that just gives Satan almost free reign. He's already here doing it. It's not as going to be new. It's going to be multiplied just because um, the church has the restrainer, if you want to call it that, it is taken out, and, and there's no influence. So Satan does have some authority in this world as he was um, you know, put out of heaven as his position 
as Lucifer, but we need to know that uh, what, what Satan's goal and intent and what he's looking. And uh, so Satan is a created being, and uh, so we need to look at it. He was an anointed, uh, anointed cherub. Um, some, uh, um, as it, Ezekiel, there's some references in Isaiah. I, I'm not going in, into all of that um, on purpose. I want to get into nowhere. This is in Isaiah 14. We will go there, though. Um, there's a couple things we want to see in that passage. Um, Isaiah chapter 14. We see a couple things. One, his name in heaven, if you will, and his attitude. But what was going on here in verse uh, 12 of Isaiah 14? Thou art, how art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? And uh, watching some of the modern versions and perverted versions of the Bible, changed Bibles and, and corrupt texts out there, this verse actually changes this to the name of Jesus. And uh, they did. That goes into some of the cults that believe that Jesus and Lucifer were like brothers, or Jesus is a created being, and and no. So Lucifer, son of the morning, um, that is not. Just watching some of the modern corrupt things, they actually changed that to the name of Jesus. And uh, that's not. And then in Revelation, where it named Jesus, they swap and give, they try to call Jesus the son of the morning, and that's not... Um, that, that's just a mark of the, the modern crook trying to take away from who Jesus is. But here we have, he's called the Son of the Morning, out to cut down, which, I, which this weekend, the nation. For thou hast said in thy heart, I will ascend into heaven, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also in the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. And uh, so we see a couple things here about Luther. His sin was pride. Every sin starts with pride. Every sin starts with something about myself uh, that I want, uh, intention, whatever, how we're thinking. Every sin starts with something in my own mind, in my own heart, that is prideful. And, uh, you know, something I want, something I wish I had, something I want to do better than God, something, uh, uh, whatever the case, it starts with an element of pride. And and so we see that. Uh, We also see here, I believe, some prophecy leading to what the Antichrist will be. He wants to sit on the mount of the congregations and and, uh, temple, some of that, but that's going to lead into, we're we're not dealing with that. I just said there's a reference here, um, that, but he added, he said, I will be like the Most High. He thought he could be like God. Um, I, I, I can't imagine that. I know it's true. And we see how Satan comes after us. And, and we see the Bible. And we see the history. And we see um, everything about it. And we know it's true. But, but to say there's a created being in heaven that, that literally is created. And, and has that down and works there next to God. And standing over the throne of God. And, and somehow gets in, a, in his head that he can be God. Um, and that, that amazes me, but that's kind of what sin does. Uh, that's what, remember when Satan went to, went to Eve in the Garden of Eden, he said, hey, don't be like God, small g, plural. 
um, mentioned there, but but they said you, you, you'll be life, you, you'll be you know better than what you are somehow through this sin, and 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 it's hard to fathom that this created being Lucifer, when he was in heaven serving God as a created being, could sit there and watch everything God did, being part of God's creation Himself, and 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 think he could be like God. But that pride, many times, is some of what our sin is on a, on, a, on, a, on a different scale, but it's really what it is. We read the Bible, we know how we should think, we know how we should act, we know what God gave us, we know where we're at, and somehow we think in our mind that I have a better idea than God. And uh, so, um, that, that's where um, that was his sin, and then eventually... Um, verse 15, and with revelation he will be bound and put in hell. Um, Ephesians 2.2, 2, I referenced a while ago, is where he is referred to as the prince and power of the air. And uh, I, I believe not without sounding conspiracy or crazy or reading into things too much. It is interesting that some of the world today, and they're trying to control and what becomes socialism, and eventually when we're raptured and lead into the tribulation, one world government, and, and all this stuff to protect, we want to protect the planet. That's where so many false religions, worshiping the earth and worshiping trees and, 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 and worshiping, and, and the agenda today that they're trying to control people with is the global warming and, and climate change stuff and all that. It's, a, it's, a, it's interesting that as Satan is mentioned as the prince and power of the air, and he has that authority, that's what he wants to protect. And uh, so, uh, watch those kinds of things going around the earth that that uh, the source is coming from that prince and power of the air. And uh, so, um, but we have a, uh, a couple references we see in Job and a couple others that Satan seems to have some access to heaven and uh, went to God and can accuse the brother. One of his things is being the accuser of the brethren and uh, I'm just making sure I'm not getting ahead of where I wanted to be those that are lost um, some references I know I'm going through some of these quickly but on purpose I, I want this lesson to be a little bit more of an introduction but I do want to leave with some positive on what to do and then we'll work more into that next week um, but uh, unsaved people in the Gospels and in Acts, some of them are referenced as children of the devil. Um, and that, that's more of a spiritual thing, but, but also, if we're not saved, um, there it is. So, the Vedor, uh, go to 2 Corinthians 4. Get some reference, 2 Corinthians 4. And verse 4, in whom the God, little g, God of this world, hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. So Satan is doing everything he can for people that don't have the gospel to not be able to hear the gospel. That's why all the confusion, that's one of the problems with modern religion, uh, with all the different versions of the Bible, with all the things he's trying to confuse people who think they're good, who think they want something better, 
who, who might genuinely want to be saved if they were presented the gospel, but because of all the confusion that Satan is putting in the world, he's trying to keep them from it. That is one of his goals, and then we'll get to that he wants to come after people who are saved because, hey, you lost your soul, he can't keep you um, out of heaven, but if he can keep us from serving God, um, that is our goal. Let's go to uh, 1 John 4, uh, 1 John chapter 4. Year of God, little children, verse 4. Year of God, little children, and have overcome them. And I'm uh, talking about who's this, the world and the world system and, and the sin, but, but overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. When we're saved, we have the Holy Spirit. Uh, there are references that can cross-reference to say Jesus lives in our heart is not unbiblical. That is in the Bible, but Jesus is also part of the Trinity and Christ, but but anyway, so greater and because greater is He that is in you than He that is in the world. That is the first step to understand when Satan tries to get us away from God and, and pull us away and, and and get our mind away from the things of God and and, and that's just where it starts. But but uh, many Christians get away from God to some degree, not because of bad sin that we would call bad sin. Sometimes it's just distractions and. And, and our mind and, and, and the things around us. It's like, you know, Satan being the, the, the prince and power of the air. Um, and people have equated us, well, we need to be careful of uh, everything in the air waves, if you will. And uh, the, the, whether TV or radio or, or phone stuff or that, everything in the air is like Satan wants to tempt and use and, and distract and, and, and get, but greater is he that is in you than he. That is in the world. And uh, so, if you're saved, that means you, that we have Christ in us, and we start. So, <clears throat> but we need to understand that Satan is trying um, to work and, and work against us. In uh, 1 Thessalonians 3, go to several verses here, 1 Thessalonians 3. And verse 5, for this cause, when I could no longer forbear, I sent to know your faith, lest by some means the tempter have tempted you, and our labor is in vain. Now this is written to a church. You back up and see the context. These are people who say, this is a church. This is not about uh, salvation. These are the types of verses that people want to twist constantly and try to get their work salvation, and it's one of the things Satan confuses with. And, and it's that, that old law or idea, not law, but, but idea in theology that goes all the way back to even the Apostle Paul warned against it. Um, it's not a new thing, but uh, that, that how we interpret the Bible. Um, as Bible believers, just take the Bible for what it says. That's what God said. That's what it means. And uh, we, 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 uh, when you start trying to interpret the Bible, and that's why one of the lines of the other versions that even some people that say, well, we use the King James Bible and, 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 and we got a good, well, they're going back to, well, let's figure out what it might have really meant in some Greek and Hebrew. And they're still going back to a corrupt text of a Greek and Hebrew form to try to figure out what that might have said in English to correct the Bible with. And, and, and the problem isn't to, I'm, I'm not talking about the, the Bible issue itself, as much as 
the thought process of that you read a passage and does it really mean what you think it means? And people trying to figure out how they interpret the Bible instead of just taking the Word of God for what it says, that is a difference. So Paul's writing to the church, and Thessalonians taking it and saying, hey, I, I, I wanted to check up on you. I sent to know your faith. Lest by coming to tempter, Satan has tempted you, and our labor is in vain. He's not saying they can lose their salvation. He's saying they're going to go off some other direction and not be good for God, not be useful for God as a church, because they got bad doctrine in. <clears throat> so Satan wants to attempt, uh, attempt us and uh, uh, accuse us. Um, understand Satan does accuse. Let's go to Revelation 12. Uh, we need to see a couple of these verses here. Revelation 12. And verse 9. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world and was cast into earth, and his angels were cast out with him. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God, the provider of his Christ, for the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. We saw the example of that in Job when, when, when Satan was having that conversation with God accusing Job. And uh, so Satan is trying to accuse us and bring up, and God looks at Satan, and we need, we, let's go to, um, before we get it, 1 John chapter 2. So Satan is trying to accuse us when uh, we sin or mess uh, up, Satan tries to bring that up and and, uh, and try to, to, to pull that with God as they see what they did and they don't really love you or they don't, he's just constantly trying to confuse and, and accuse us and God says, hey, I see Jesus' blood. Um, it, it's not about their, their sin, I see Jesus' blood. And, and, and to say, 1 John 2, 1, my little children, these things write I unto you that ye sin not. Now notice, uh, some people try to take one of the confusions he puts out there, people wanting to be good, and of course we should want to be good. Um, but, hey, they try to put works salvation in, or works to stay saved, or, 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 or try to mess with their mind in that regard, uh, that even though it sounds good, because we're part of church, and we say, hey, because now this is written, and my little children, uh, the people he's writing to, the church, the, the Jews saved people, and, and that was clarified in chapter 1, my little children, these things write unto you, that ye sin not. So the purpose of this letter is so you don't sin. Uh, the purpose is to live above sin. Not saying we can accomplish that in the flesh. I'm just saying our goal, our mindset, our heart, our drive for dr living for God. Um, our goal is to we should not want to sin and live for God. He says, I write unto you, that ye sin not. So when these crowds tried to say, or the term they made up, um, works salvation. Well, you believe that that salvation is simple, and you just believe in Christ, and and you're giving people a license to sin, they like to call it, whatever that means, but an excuse to sin, and you think it's just okay to live how you want, you can still be saved. Well, maybe doctrine, but that's not what's being preached. Um, the Peter he wrote, he said, "I write unto you that ye sin not." The goal of this letter is so you cannot sin, but he added that he sin not. And if any man sin. So he's not saying it's okay to sin. 
He said, I'm right so you don't sin, but if you sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. So Jesus, because of Jesus' blood and because we've accepted Christ, if we do sin, we did. that does not mean it's okay to sin. We need to get right with God. We need to uh, repent. We need to ask God's forgiveness. We need to get close to God again. Let God work. This is not saying it's acceptable to sin. What it's saying is if you sin, you have an advocate. Someone's on your side. Uh, you didn't lose your salvation. That's part of where our peace comes from. But it's also important to know this part of salvation so that when Satan tries to tempt and Satan tries to distract and Satan tries to get us off course and Satan tries to tell us how bad we are and, and how wicked we still are even though we claim to be saved and tries to confuse us and Satan tries to get in our head and tries to get us, we can go back and say, hey, I have an advocate with the Father. No, I don't want to sin. I'm not trying to sin. I, I, my goal is not to live how I want. I want to live for God. But, but when, when I do sin, Jesus is my advocate. And we can take that when Satan tries to accuse and, 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 and tempt and, and, and distract. Let's go back to 1 Thessalonians. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. And verse 18, Wherefore, we would have come unto you, even I, Paul, once and again, but Satan hindered us. Satan is trying to keep us from serving God. Um, it doesn't have a lot of our, uh, exa you know, example exactly how to Satan hinder, but but uh, man, there were times Paul was beaten, he was put in prison. You think Paul would have rather been preaching somewhere than sitting in a, in a dungeon somewhere, or when he was beaten and left for dead on the road? Or I, I mean, it, it's like so Satan hindered him. Satan wants to hinder us from serving God. It's not about our salvation. I'm saved on my way to heaven, but Satan wants to hinder me. We need to recognize that part of Satan's agenda is to hinder us. Well, that when we, we feel like we're being hindered, it's not God. That's one of the problems and dangers of a doctrine like Calvinism that's so popular. And it seems like it's getting more popular. I'm not sure why. But anyway, that, that God dictates and God has everything planned and God... And, and, and like we don't have a free will, we don't, we don't can't decide anything, and and God just orchestrated everything you're going to do for the rest of your life, and 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 it's dangerous if that's true, and if they say it, and I'm not making this up, they go read, they say it, you know, these bad things happen, or we sin, or Satan gets in our way, or 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 we do something whether saved or not, that that God like made us do it kind of thing. And uh, God didn't make us do it. It might be Satan hindering, but, but God is not, or especially if it's a bad thing, especially if it's sin, especially if it's harmful to somebody, um, especially if it's the wrong kind of thoughts that doesn't line up with Philippians 4. I mean, it's not, that's not God doing that. And uh, Satan wants to hinder us, and he will try to get people to depart from the things in the Word of God. Uh, 1 Timothy chapter 4. 1 Timothy chapter 4. And verse 1, Now the Spirit speaks of expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, 
giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. So they're going to change their doctrine. It does not say you can lose your salvation. It does not say people take it. Well, they depart from the faith. Well, faith is just things you believe and, and, and more than, yes, faith is part of salvation, but faith is a continuing with God. It affects our life. Remember when the disciples were in the ship in the storm and Jesus calmed the sea? And then he, he looked at the, the, the disciples or when Peter walked on the water and then, and then stopped and Jesus pulled them up. The first thing he said, how come you have no faith? He wasn't talking about their eternal salvation. He, he was talking about their continued belief in how you act and how you apply. <clears throat> so their faith, so that some shall depart from their faith, giving heed. Now notice that phrase there. We're, we're going to bring that thought up probably in the next week and how to conquer and how to have victory in this stuff. Uh, but uh, giving heed to seduce the faith. Notice, depart from the faith. They shall depart. And giving heed. Those words both imply that those people have a process. Yes, Satan will tempt like he tried, did with Eve. Satan will try to interject your the thought. He'll try to uh, get your attention, if you will. Uh, but Satan can't force you to do anything. Notice they said they shall depart of the faith, and it said giving heed. In other words, they were listening. They gave into. They had a decision in the factor. And in and, and this thing about part, departing from the faith and um, and uh, uh, spirit and, and doctrines of devils. All the false teaching out there that's going on in the world that say there's going to be good people that are saved that are going to give in if they don't keep things right with God and how they're looking at the things of God. Um, I'm going to give you a couple things quick. We want to go into it. I'm going to focus on this next week. Uh, but I want to give a couple thoughts. We need to know that um, Satan... It is, is out seeking whom he may devour. It's a, as a lie. Let's go to First uh, um, Peter five eight. I, I want to point out something here, along with, before we get into like how to deal with it. But uh, um, I, I know it's a familiar verse, but I, I saw something this week looking at this stuff, and uh, it, it, it says First eight, First uh, Peter five eight. Be sober. Be vigilant, but we need to pay attention. We need to know we have this adversary. That because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. And uh, so, I, I, I want to point. I'm going to mention it here. That next week is going to be more of the focus on this, and what can I do with my relationship with God, and and and, and, be, and get through this stuff, and. And, and that kind of thing. But notice, I just noticed that this this, this week. So we know there's an adversary to that. You had a roaring lion walking about, seeking whom he may devour. So liken them to a, a lion wanting to get prey, going after his prey, and 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 uh, and and uh, showing his his territory and domain and and and, and trying, but but seeking whom he may devour. Two thoughts on that. One is um, a lion won't take on something that it can't, that it doesn't think it believe that it can kill and eat. That's number one.
So the, the body of a church, for example, as fellowship, uh, staying close together, things like that. I'll get in more detail next week. But he's seeking, he's looking for, but notice that phrase that says, seeking whom he may devour. Not necessarily capable, but it, it's, it's, I believe part of that thought is, will we allow it? Just like we saw in that church, that, that, uh, that they're, they're going to give in and taking heed to doctors of devils. They started listening to things they shouldn't be. And they allowed it to influence their thinking on the, on the things of God. And it caused Christians, people who were saved, to depart from the faith because they're listening. So but we have some, some control in our thought. Satan is trying to see who he can devour. And that devour means just destroy, just gone. It doesn't mean, hey, I want to walk by and poke you and, and, uh, and irritate you a little bit. He's, he wants to destroy he wants to devour, but it's a seeking whom he may devour. If we're living close to God and the armor of God and, 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 and living in the truth of the Word of God, um, Satan's not going to be able to devour us. And uh, we, we'll get into more of that next week. So a couple things. Um, Satan knowing that he is already defeated, but uh, I want to I give something real quick in 2 Corinthians that uh, the Bible gives us for um, avoiding Satan's attacks, if you will. Um, First Corinthians was written to this church that was having a lot of problems. Carnal church, living wicked, allowing stuff in, all kinds of things. Paul wrote First Corinthians. They listened. They got some things right. Second Corinthians takes a little bit different tone. So the first part of chapter 2 of 2 Corinthians has some reference. He's talking about the events of 1 Corinthians and what he already dealt with. And they got it and he said, I, I, I don't want to come again to you and have this heavy heart or have contention or have... So he's trying to clear the air on the purpose of that letter from 1 Corinthians. That was 1 Corinthians. And 2 Corinthians takes a different tone. But that's, the, that's what he's referencing here. Uh, but I determined this with myself that I would not come again to you in heaviness. For if I make you sorry, who is he that maketh me glad but the same which is made sorry for me? And I wrote the same unto you, lest when I come, I should have sorrow from them whom I'm ought to rejoice, having confidence in you all that my joy is the joy of you all. For out of much affliction and anguish of heart, I wrote unto you with many tears, not that you should be grieved, but that you might know the love which I have more abundantly unto you. But if any man have caused grief, he hath not grieved me, but in part that I may not overcharge you all. Sufficient to such a man is this punishment which was inflicted of many. So that, contrary, you ought rather to forgive him and comfort him, lest perhaps such a one should be swallowed up with overmuch sorrow. Wherefore, I beseech you that ye would confirm your love toward him. For to this end also did I write, that I might know the proof of you, whether ye be obedient in all things, to whom ye forgive anything, I forgive also. For if I forgave anything, to whom I forgive it, 
for your sakes forgave I in the person of Christ. So he talks here about the ones that being, hey, if you're offended or if you're triggered or if you cause a problem or if you're upset on my last letter or if you're, uh, um, to not be offended, he's going to talk about forgiving. You need to forgive, and, and you know, I forgave, and, and, and it's about forgiving. But notice here with this idea of that attitude that's referencing, they did have some legitimate issues. Um, and so so he, let, he, he's saying, hey, let, let's get it all taken care of. I want to come and rejoice with you. I want to come and have joy with you. And, and let's go. It's going. But notice, after all that, talking about forgiveness within the church and, 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 all, and all this going on, then verse 11 says, Lest, or in case of, or allowing, or, or whatever, lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. In other words, without forgiveness, they're still talking, they're still gossiping, they're still looking at somebody cross-eyed because of what they did or, or whatever. He said, forgive me. He said, lest Satan should get an advantage. So when you start with forg- defeating the devil and, and keeping peace in our heart, starts with how we look at and treat other people is, is a part of it. We also need to know what God gave us. Let's go to First um, John chapter four again. I, I know we're over there. Just review in this content. First John four. Ye are God's little children, and have overcome them, because greater is He that is in you than He that is in the world. If I have Christ living in me, first of all, we're not going to get into all the details of all the ideas of things out there. I believe all the way through the Bible, this is one of them, that if I'm saved, uh, I cannot be possessed by a demon or a devil or anything like that. Um, now, Satan wants to tempt us and distract us. Some of it may not be personal. And, and what I mean by that is, is uh, living in America, all you got to do is drive down the highway and see all the billboards and distract us. I'm just saying, it doesn't have to be overly sinful for Satan to distract us from the things of God. It could be our daily life or routine or, um, I mean, Satan doesn't need to possess us to get us distracted is is the point. Um, So, but we are protected in that, but that doesn't mean Satan can't influence and and can't get us thinking about things. And one of the things, I was having a a conversation, I've seen some things, and I did some study on my own recently. Um, because of some of the teaching I've been doing on peace and others, and uh, that there, there's a there's a, a problem today as we reference as we saw in Thessalonians, Paul warning about them departing from the faith and, and giving heed to the the doctors of devils and those kinds of things. And uh, one of the things is is, is there's uh, this movement now over the last few years of allowing more worldly psychology type information and things to be taught in the church and 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 i'm get by the one an issue people would just get upset um because we're told this or we're told that well i'm sorry i don't care what degree someone has down their name if it doesn't match the bible it's wrong and as a lot of that type of thinking or or psychology and what the world says they're helping people is based on worldly philosophy and and it doesn't match the word of god and and and, and people have bought into some of that so much that well these experts say or or they did 
And, and I, 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 I'll tell you, I believe there's a place for Bible counseling. And if we need some help, and go to a godly person that knows the Word of God. And, and I, it's not wrong to get help with a need. Uh, but uh, we need to be careful where we go get that help from. And uh, these worldly counselors and, and, and psychologists and all this stuff out there. And, and, and I said to somebody this, I haven't got a good answer back yet. But, but uh, from, from I, I said, one proof, of, one proof of this is that the Bible talks way too much about having victory. And we're overcome. And God said we can, we can beat them. We've overcome the world. And, and, and we have victory. And God promised peace. And God said he'll keep your hearts and minds. And, 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 and there's scripture after scripture after scripture after scripture on these subjects. And I tell you, go to any worldly counselor, or, or I don't care if they call themselves Christian or not, if they're using a worldly philosophy, and, and say they're counseling people and giving this ongoing counseling. When has everyone, anyone said, hey, you've got victory now? And you got this thing beat in your life, and you don't have to come and give us money anymore. And uh, show me the counselor that does that, and I might start looking at it a little bit. But but it, but it's an ongoing thing to the degree of the Bible says we can have victory, and the Bible says we can have the right kind of mind and and, and right. And God gives this, and, and we'll close with that. We just mentioned through this. Um, I, I'm not going to elaborate, but just for a moment, we're, we're going to take a look. That God gives us, and then next week we're going to put it more together on the on the positive side of this, and and uh, the, the the victory and 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 the overcome and the things that God has given us that we already have access to, that we already have the power to defeat, defeat Satan's devices. We can already push Satan away, um, and and we already have that in us because we're a child of God. And God gave it. We're going to look more detail, but I just we'll just go with this right now, and uh, with this context, um, in a familiar passage in Ephesians uh, six and verse ten. Finally, my brother, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Um, notice that we, we go through and sometimes talk about all the details of what each piece of armor is, and 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 you read that passage, but just notice this verse that put on the whole armor of God so that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Uh, the wiles are, are his, his subtle. He, he, he describes the serpent in the Garden of Eden as more subtle than any creature. He, 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 he's sneaky and he's, he's alone. He'll, he'll try to just sneak in his little thing. That's why our mind and protecting our mind with the Word of God is so important. That that that, that thing just wants to get in with this little wiles and just get if he can just get you to think a little bit different than the Bible, he may have you starting down a bad place. Um, just, a, just a little bit different in your thought. That's why there's so much in the Bible about our thoughts. Um, Philippians 4, um, for example, I like this. Um, all, all the things of Philippians 4, 8 to think on uh, so that we can keep our mind right. And, and, and notice here, our, our, our thing that we call spiritual warfare sometimes is not a physical... Um, fight that we're doing the actual battle with Satan that doesn't mean Satan can't get to us if we're not careful. So it says put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand. It doesn't say that we're standing against all out attacks or worried about being possessed or anything like that. It just says that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. That shows what Satan's fight is. 
and it gives an entire suit of armor from head to toe that tells us how to protect against the wiles of the devil. Not his whole army. Not his possession of, of trying to get inside of us. Not, not, uh, not that the devil can get control over our life. Or anything. It just says, here's the armor of God so that you have protection against the wiles of the devil. And uh, that's how Satan operates. And, and God gives us a text of verse 12, where we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against, and that's important too. Remember, we just referenced in 2 Corinthians about the forgiveness of, of people, and that's one of the marks of a Christian, and how God works, and, 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 and that. But notice here, it says we wrestle not against flesh and blood. One of the things that Satan is doing in our churches today, and I'm even saying good Baptist church, man, they're King James, they, they want to run into the gospel, they want, they want to try to live right, they're going, and I've seen over and over and over again, especially one, they're starting to lean to work salvation, and it's because of this, they look at the world, they look at all the wickedness, they look at all the sin in the world, and they look how bad everything is, and how people are acting, and they start putting their attention on those people, Instead of understanding that, hey, this is a spiritual thing. Those people might be doing wicked actions in the flesh, but their answer is still in the spirit. The answer is in their salvation. Their answer is in their discipleship. Their answer is in learning what we're trying to teach here. Um, that that I, I can't take my fight when Satan tries to attack me, and I can't take that fight that I need to get fight against and take a stand whichever God against the wiles of the devil, and I can't take that fight and turn it to an individual because I'm not wrestling against flesh and blood. So but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world. Remember, Satan is a principal power in the air. He does have authority in this world. And uh, that, that uh, so, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand in the middle of the day, having done all to stand. In other words, God's armor, what God gives us in His Word, what God gives us to be able to fight the wiles of the devil, is, is there's answers here, in, uh, and, and I'll, put, I'll mention it, we'll dwell more next week, but it mentioned Ephesians 4, um, not to give no place for the, to the devil. And, and how we think God has given us victory. God has given us the plan to overcome. God has given us everything we need. We do have to understand the devil exists. Doesn't mean we're not going to go out and think about worry about the devil over our shoulder every second. That's not the purpose. But the purpose is when, when we recognize that my mind's on the things of God. I can recognize and say, hey, Satan's trying to get me distracted here somewhere. And, and the wilds, I need to, I need to, hey, is my armor in place? <laughs> is my armor on properly today? Did, did I get the whole armor on today? Uh, did I get it? And God already gave us everything we need to stand against the devil. But our job is to take what God gave us to use. And uh, don't, don't misunderstand the actual battle. And, you know, Satan ending up in hell one day and, and, and all those things are the hour of God and God's angels and, 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 and the actual fighting is of God. But there is some things and protections that God has given us that we can have victory and not let the devil get us distracted 
so that we're, we're, we're miserable or we're not serving God properly. Or, and it's not all about God. When I say serving God properly, I'm including God wants to bless us. God wants to give us peace. And God, if, if we're not living in the peace of God, there's something pulling us away from it. And, and, and we need to learn to recognize those things. When I, when I say live for God, that I'm not saying that, that we're, we're, we're super Christian all the time. Um, I, I'm saying that God wants to bless us. One of his blessings is peace. And, and a sound mind and keeping us a focus and we have discernment and, and we have wisdom as we go through life and, and that's all part of it. And, and, and if we notice those things wavering, well, maybe we need to check up on our armor. Did, did, uh, did, did some of Satan's wiles kind of get through our armor and uh, maybe we didn't realize it and, and uh, we, we need to check up on where we're at with God. The next week we'll get into more detail on uh, the, the victory and overcome and the power and what God has given us that uh, we already have. We just need to implement sometimes. And uh, so we'll get that. But know that Satan is a real enemy and he does want to keep us from serving God. But God gave us the answer to have that victory. Uh, with that, let's stand. And as we go out, remember, hey, just calling God. We're getting distracted. Calling God. Live it to God and, and claim the power of God. And... Uh, um, resist, submit yourselves therefore to God. It says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Well, we, we, we don't have to allow it. We need to know Satan exists, but we also need to know that, hey, we have the power to beat it. God, I thank you for this day. God, I thank you uh, for this time in your word. God, I thank you for giving us the, not just the victory, but the battle plan and uh, that we can uh, go serve you and have have peace and joy and and uh, and 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 live life within your will to to the fullest that that uh, we don't have to worry about satan's attacks um if we're on guard and doing it your way god i pray that you'll help us god give us strength give us health uh give us boldness to go serve you this week and jesus name amen